welcome to another episode of the Lifestyle as Medicine podcast. In this episode, we're heading to Kingston, Ontario in Canada, where Dr. George Cho, Clinic Director of Pathways to Wholeness Lifestyle Medicine, gave a presentation answering some of the common objections to plant-based eating. This is the first in a two-part series. Make sure you tune in later this week for the second part. Now, let's listen in. All right, good evening, everyone. Yeah, it's good to see all of you. I came from Toronto. Anyone here outside of Kingston? Anyone here from Kingston? Yeah, okay. Uh, it's good to see all of you. Uh, I'm a naturopathy doctor. I practice lifestyle medicine in Toronto. We have two lifestyle medicine clinics in Toronto. And we're, uh, we implement uh, health, um, whole foods, plant-based diet, and so forth to help treat chronic diseases. And so just want to share a little bit about that today. Uh, before we begin, uh, how many of you here are plant-based? Okay. Uh, how many of you are kind of considering, exploring? Any skeptics here? Skeptics? Skeptics? Okay. How many of you who are plant-based are turned plant-based for um, health reasons? Okay. Uh, animal ethics? Cool. Environmental? Oh, very interesting. Okay. Well, you know, um, the plant-based movement is growing in Canada, across the world. And so we want to kind of explore that a little bit. And also, uh, my main objective is to answer some of the common objections that people bring to plant-based nutrition. Because when you get out there, you're going to hear some common arguments that people bring against this. So I hope that I will will equip some of you to give, uh, I hope will be a reasonable answer. And for those of you who are uh, kind of exploring, I hope that some of the information that I shared today will kind of help you kind of go towards plant-based nutrition. And hopefully, uh, if there are people who here, who here who are sick, or you know people who are sick, I hope that some of the information here will give you a ray of hope. All right. Before we do that, for, first of all, this is obviously for educational purposes only. So please speak with your healthcare provider before you apply any of this information. And I have no conflicts of interest to disclose to you. I'm just a doctor. Okay. All right. So uh, Canada is going more green, and we want to explore it. Is it going in the right direction? What do you think? Yeah? <laughs> right, and we're going to look at some of the common objections. Okay. Uh, in 2019, uh, I think this is the Economist, they said that 2019 will be the year of the vegan across the world. Okay. And of course, it's hit Canada. Young people like this girl here. This is Riley Berhoff from out there in, uh, in the East Coast. She's a vegan, millennial, runs a restaurant. All right? Now, at Dalhousie University, they did a survey, a little study, to see how, how fast Canadians are turning plant-based. And the word that they used to describe it was the word mind-blowing. They said that Canadians are turning to plant-based nutrition or vegan diet at mind-blowing rates. And do you want to take a guess which, uh, which population group or which segment of the population is turning vegan the fastest? Sorry? Millennials, that's correct, all right? Now, it's not just hippie young kids. It's even the scientific community is catching on as well. Uh, the new Canadian food guide is not vegan per se, but it's trending in that direction. So if you follow the Canada's food guide, it's definitely going more and more plant-based, okay? So even in the scientific community and even in the media, and I'm glad that you're going to screen up Game Changers, I saw it at the American College of Lifestyle Medicine Conference. It's an excellent documentary, so 
if you can all kind of make it out to that, I think that would be really good. But, you know, even athletes are tapping into the benefits of a whole foods, plant-based diet, all right? Um, and, you know, uh, the plant-based movement is also kind of has expanded to, to, like, ethical and kind of social justice stuff, too. So uh, I don't know if, uh, if you knew, but in, you know, Chick-fil-A in America, right, they actually opened up a branch in Toronto, and when that happened, the very first, that first day that they opened, there was all this protest. All the vegans came out saying, like, you know, animal cruelty, stuff like that. So there's a, there's a whole, like, ethical component to this as well. I don't always advocate for all their methods, to be honest with you, but just to let you know that this is happening. Okay. And, of course, there's, like, this whole social justice. You know, she's saying it's time to evolve, go vegan, kind of assuming or suggesting that, you know, if you eat meat, you're kind of less involved, evolved. Uh, I don't agree with that, okay, but, uh, you know, they, people have strong opinions about these things. So when you talk about plant-based nutrition, uh, you're going to hear some very, uh, some very common uh, arguments brought up, and I'm going to try to explore some of these with you today, okay? Number one, it's extreme. How many of you have heard of this one before? Okay, they say plant-based nutrition is extreme, of course, because when you say that you're going to go vegan, they automatically think you're just eating salads all day long, okay? But of course, this is vegan, this is vegan, and this is vegan. So does vegan mean just going and eating salads? Absolutely not, okay? And you know, when people say that something is extreme, we have to realize that extreme is a relative term, okay? So for instance, if you went to Korea, I'm Korean by ethnicity. If you went to Korea and you said, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to eat any more rice, they'll think that you're extreme. Okay? But you know, if you don't eat rice, are you extreme? Do you have to eat rice to be healthy? No, you can, be, you can eat millet, quinoa, uh, grain, other grains. You don't need to eat rice. But why would Koreans think that you're extreme? It's because every other Korean eat rice, eats rice, okay? So because the majority eats rice, they think that if you don't eat rice, you're extreme, okay? When in reality, you are not, okay? It's the same thing with animal products. The reason why a lot of people assume that it's extreme is because the majority of people eat animal products every single day, and for most people, every single meal, okay? And because the majority does it, we think that not eating it is extreme. But are there populations across the world who are mostly plant-based? Yes, do you want to name some? I think Dr. Minder mentioned a few. They're in the blue zones, okay, in the blue zones. Okay, so the five blue zones. How many of you have never heard of the blue zones before? First time hearing about it? No? Okay, so for your benefit, so the blue zones are five places on planet Earth where there's large numbers of centenarians, people who live to 100. And these centenarians are very healthy. They're not dying from Alzheimer's and things like that. They're very vibrant and healthy. Now, four of the five blue zones, these people are predominantly plant-based. So they're not fully vegan, but they're predominantly plant-based. So they eat meat very infrequently, oftentimes just a few times a month, or celebratory holidays. During the winter months, um, lots of these people 
they eat no meat because their, their goats and sheep and stuff are too skinny. So it's not worth it to kill them. Okay, so they go very long periods where they eat pretty much no animal products. Okay? Now, in Loma Linda, California, that's the only North American blue zone. And in Loma Linda, California, there's large numbers of Seventh-day Adventists. And of course, we're in a Seventh-day Adventist church. And uh, it's the only North American blue zone where there's large numbers of centenarians, people who live to 100. And the healthiest ones amongst this group are vegans. Okay? So these are some of the uh, blue zone people. And this is some of the Seventh-day Adventists. This is Richard Shearer, uh, Frank Shearer. He's 100 waterboarding. Isn't that amazing? This is Ellsworth Wareham. You can see there, mowing the lawn, building his own fence, over 90 years old. Okay? A vegan. All right? And of course, he did cardiothoracic surgery into his 90s. Can you imagine? Any doctors in the house? No? I, I wish I could help people all until, until I'm 90. Right? You know? So, yeah, but a vegan. Okay, so in, in uh, Loma Linda, California, you've got large numbers of people who are fully plant-based, right? And they've studied Seventh-day Adventists, and they realized that the vegans amongst the Seventh-day Adventists are actually the healthiest. So let's take a look. Here on the bottom, you've got five different uh, categories of diet, omnivores, semi-vegetarians, pesco-vegetarians, and so forth, and vegans are on, the, on your far left. I'm going to show you BMI, or weight categories, Right here. You can see only the vegans on average were within the healthy BMI range. Okay? Now, it's not saying that if you eat meat, you're automatically going to be overweight. Okay? But when they looked at close to almost 100,000 Seventh-day Adventists, on average, it was only the vegans who were within the healthy BMI category. Okay? Of course, that makes sense. Okay? If you're eating more plants, less calories. Now, let's look at prevalence of type 2 diabetes amongst this group. Again, you see the five different diet categories, and look at that. The more plant-based you go, essentially the less risk and prevalence of type 2 diabetes, okay? And when you look at risk or odds, look at that. Vegans, nearly half the risk of getting type 2 diabetes, okay? And this makes sense because newsflash, diabetes is not necessarily caused by high sugar. You know this, right? It's animal products and so forth, fat buildup in, uh, in the tissues, okay? So when people eat more plants, automatically they're going to be uh, healthier, at least on average, okay? Nearly half the risk or the odds of getting hypertension, okay? Nearly half the risk of dying from heart disease amongst vegan, plant-based, Seventh-day Adventists in the Loma Linda Blue Zone, Okay? The majority is not always right. Is this true? Just because the majority follows it does not mean that it's always right. Okay? Now, when we talk about extreme, you know, I think it actually goes the other way. I believe that the way we eat today in America and Canada, that's extreme. Are we together? Okay, so in fact, it goes the other way. Okay? Never in the history of humankind, have we been eating meat as we do today, okay? So if anything, I believe it actually, it goes the other way. The way that typical Canadians and Americans eat today, this is extreme, 
okay? Eating plant-based nutrition is not extreme. Does that make sense? Okay, if we, if we went back like five generations, they looked at the way we eat, they'd be like, wow, this is really extreme, okay? All right, and of course, if you look at just the industry itself, I would argue that this is extreme. The animal agriculture industry is extreme. Does anyone take a guess how many chickens are killed in Canada each year for food? Sorry? Not quite billions, no, 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 millions, okay? About 600 million and 8 billion in America. Can you imagine? In just America alone, 8 billion chickens, okay? And of course, the cruelty of the animal industry is well documented. Uh, animals are overfed on natural diets, so they get too big, often they can't even carry themselves. Cows are overmilked, and they get mastitis, right? they get disease, they're cramped up in all these close quarters, and so forth. All right? Cows are kept perpetually pregnant so they could keep on producing milk, but of course this is not natural, right? this is extreme. All right? Male chickens, I'm not sure if you know, but male chicks, as soon as they're born, they're immediately killed because they're pretty much useless. Okay? So when you look at the animal industry itself, we have to say that this is extreme, okay? Eating plant-based nutrition is not extreme, okay? The way that we eat today, typically this is extreme, and the industry involved in it is extreme, okay? So whenever people say that going vegan or plant-based is extreme, you have to just ask, you have to just turn it around and say, you know, actually the eating meat every day, animal products every day, this is actually extreme. Does that make sense? Okay? All right. The second argument people often say is everything in moderation. How many of you have heard of this one? Okay. Everything in moderation. Okay, let's, 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 let's explore that a little bit. Do you believe in eating dogs in moderation? You know, in Korea, we eat dogs. Yeah. My parents, on their first date, my dad <laughs> bought my mom dog, dog meat. Okay. It's, uh, so in Korea, they do that. How about cooked spiders? Okay. Anyone want to take this in moderation? Okay. You know, when I went to Cambodia on a mission trip, you know, they, they cook spiders. You can see it in the marketplace. They're selling them. Okay. Ants, sharks. Okay. You know, everyone draws a line somewhere. Is this true? When, you, when it comes down to it, nobody... Zero. Nobody believes in eating everything in moderation. Everyone draws a line somewhere. Okay? It's just the question is where do you draw the line? Alright? Now, when you talk, when, you, when people say everything in moderation, you have to ask the question so what exactly do you mean by moderation? Does it mean eating steak three times a week? Eggs every other day? Eating meat? every few weeks, what exactly is moderation? And when you ask that question, essentially nobody has the answer. Does anyone have the answer here? What is moderate meat intake? Nobody knows. Okay. In fact, I like the way Dr. Walter Willett put it. Dr. Walter Willett is from Harvard University, one of the leaders, uh, one of the uh, world's most renowned nutrition, nutrition scientists. He says, 
Meat is like radiation. We don't know what the safe level is. Okay. So can humans take some level of radiation? Yeah, yeah, but what's the safe level? We're not exactly sure. Okay. It's the same with meat, and, with meat consumption. Okay. Meat consumption, we don't know. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure there might be some level that might be safe, but what exactly that level is, we're not exactly sure. Does this make sense? Okay. However, are there some things that we do know? And the answer is yes. We do know that plant-based nutrition can help treat, prevent, and even potentially reverse many of today's chronic diseases. Okay, so let's take a look here. This is comparing a vegan diet with an American Diabetes Association diet. So this is not burgers and fries. This is a healthier diet. Okay, so it's vegan diet versus a healthier diet that still includes some meat. Okay, this is hemoglobin A1C. Vegan is in green. And black is the control group. All right. This is a study done in Korea among diabetes people. A vegan diet, you can see here. And look at the control group. If you look here, the hemoglobin A1C is 6.6. .6. The cutoff for diabetes... Um, Diagnosis 6.5. So within 12 weeks, they almost reversed type 2 diabetes. Are we together? If this study continued on longer, I'm pretty sure that line would have dropped even further. Okay? This is inflammation. Okay? And what's interesting is that in all those studies, like I said, they didn't compare a vegan diet with hamburgers and fries. It was with, compared to a healthier diet. Okay? But even compared to a healthier diet, the plant-based diet did better. Does it make sense? Okay? So we know there are some things that we do know, okay? and that is a plant-based diet is healthy for you. How about weight loss? Okay. The green line is the vegan diet. The black line is just standard medical care. Look at that. Okay? Massive weight loss on a plant-based diet, okay? Here, comparing five different uh, meal of dietary types, the vegans, as you can see there, lost more weight. In fact, you can see by the graph, the more plant-based you go, essentially the more weight you lose. Do you see that on the graph? Okay. This is uh, Dr. Cardo Esselstyn. Okay, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure some, of, some of you are aware of this guy. He works at the Cleveland Clinic. One day at the Cleveland Clinic, there was a surgeon, um, and he had finished his dad's surgery. He was going up the stairs. He felt extreme pain in his chest. Okay? He was having a what? A heart attack. Okay? They rushed him off, did some examinations, and indeed, he was having a heart attack. This guy, he reached out to Dr. Cardo Esselstyn, who's another doctor at the Cleveland Clinic. Dr. Esselstyn told him to, follow, to do something very simple, switch to a whole foods, plant-based diet. I'm going to show you the, his arteries before and after the nutrition program. So this is the doctor's arteries. You see how, how much it's narrowed? Do you see that? Okay, you see the, it's, it's really narrowed. Now this is about a year, I believe, on a whole foods, plant-based diet. Look at that. Okay. The arteries are essentially opening up again. Okay. Essentially what you're seeing here is reversal of heart disease. Okay. Reversal of coronary heart disease. 
one of the leading killers in North America. If most, if most people went on a whole foods plant-based diet, we could essentially prevent or almost virtually eliminate one of the leading killers amongst us today, okay? By going on a whole foods plant-based diet, okay? So I wanna give you a new definition of moderation, okay? That take out detrimental foods completely out of the diet and eat healthy foods in moderation. Does it make sense, okay? So moderation is not eat everything a little bit, no. Whatever is unhealthy, you take it out and you eat what's healthy in moderation. Does it make sense? Okay, because if you just eat carrots, you're not gonna be healthy, right? So that's, that's not moderate, okay? Even though carrots are technically healthy, okay? So this, I believe, is the true definition of moderation. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you tune in later this week for the second part of Dr. Cho's presentation. As always, please leave us a five-star rating. And if you haven't done so, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also post our podcast on our Facebook page and on our YouTube channel. Just search Pathways to Wholeness Lifestyle Medicine. And please share this podcast with any friends or family you think could benefit from the simple yet powerful principles of lifestyle medicine. So we hope to see you next time. And until then, remember, your lifestyle is medicine.